Welcome to the Black Psychologist Podcast, where we have conversations and give insight into human behavior and promote mental health wellness. I'm Dr. Kyle Osborne, and with my co-host, Dr. Jason Coleman, we'll discuss health topics, everyday life issues, and try to give you a better understanding of yourself, other people, and the world around you. So just sit back, relax, and hopefully you'll leave with some information that'll have you live in your best healthy life. Thanks for listening and enjoy the podcast. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Black Psychologist Podcast, presented by the Black Psychologist Network, also known as the eighth wonder of the world. We're back like we never left. Thanks for listening wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for watching us on YouTube. Rate us, review us, give us five stars. Anything less than five stars, it's uncivilized. I am one half of your humble and gracious host, Dr. Kyle Osborne. He is I and I am him. And all of you know by now that I'm not flying this aircraft by myself. This man of many disciplines, many skills, many talents. You've seen him on the cover of Psychology Weekly. The one, the only, <laughs> Coleman. What's going on, good brother? Man, I'm trying to find that that issue of Psychology Weekly. That, that's what I'm trying to do. What's up, though, man? What's good? You know that. It's a special special day, man. Another special occasion. You know, it's uh, that's why I got the smile on my face. It's a big day. Right you are, Jason. Because this beautiful fall evening, you all are in for a special treat. You know it's getting a little chilly outside. And with that being the case, you're going to want to cuff something or cozy up next to somebody warm. And to make sure that that particular person is a healthy individual for you to be in a relationship with, we went and invited back an expert psychologist in the area of relationships, right? This young lady and clinician has helped individuals and couples far and wide and remains exquisitely loquacious on the subject matter each time she's been on the show. I present to you, ladies and gentlemen, the unflappable Dr. Ashley Poole. How are you, Dr. P? I am doing well. Thank you, fellas, for having me. It's always exciting when we get to link up. I mean, I... I I, I can't wait to dive into this conversation. You all always have thought-provoking conversations. And I told people I was going to be up here tonight. They're like, how can I support? How can I get on? I was like, y'all got to wait for it to upload. You know, we'll be up there. So thanks, fellas, for having me. Uh, it'll be out of course, course. Of course. Of course. Appreciate uh, you making the time. Absolutely. We are, it's always a pleasure, Dr. Petey. We appreciate you making the time for us to dive into these relationship-oriented questions. This is like a part three, part four from our earlier discussions and conversations that we had uh, earlier in the year. And, you know, everybody keeps asking when you'll be back. So, you know, we got to give the people what they want. I appreciate it. <laughs> Without further ado, let's get into it. All right. So uh, a few weeks ago, um, your buddy Tyler Perry, all right, Medea, went out there. <laughs> some had said he had some advice for for women. All right, let me cue this thing up really quick. You got the video? Yeah. Man, this, this dude is prepared. Okay. You, if it doesn't work out, I'm, you'll see me at your your bat mitzvahs, your weddings. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Dot K is always on top, baby. 
I can't hear you. Can you hear it clear? You might have to edit that one out because I can't. It's playing. It's not playing clear. Hold on. You can't hear it? Nah, not at all. You gonna? Or will you be able to edit it out? Or because yeah, it's like it was sounded like he was underwater. Yeah. Hey, hold on a second. Uh, wind this thing real quick. See, I was doing good until you give me that compliment, Jay. That's all your fault. <laughs> no technical difficulties people understand no because and and then is i'm telling you it's, it's it's work when you because you know when i'm doing convo with the candies i'm i'm uh tech and host and it are you producing it and 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 you're hosting it I let's see it. let's see I, if you just play a little bit yeah we could tell you if it's happening uh what's the name clicked off all right here we go we get back at it real quick like we never left. There we go. <clears throat> Listen, a, a lot of women, especially Perfect. black women, and I'm trouble for saying this, but I will. In the in in our society right now, mm-hmm. black women are making a lot more money for the most part than yeah. black men, right? There are a lot of black men who are successful, but for the most part, black women are making the money. So you, if you can find love, if that man works, you know, at whatever job mm-hmm. and is a good man and is good to you mm-hmm. and honors and honors the house and honors his wife and does what he can mm-hmm. because his his gift may not be your gift. Exactly. That is okay. Mm-hmm. That's not somebody who's beneath you. Yeah. That's somebody who came to love you at your worth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And as long as he's secure in himself to mm-hmm. know that, yep, she makes most of the money. All I can pay is the light bill. As long as she's comfortable enough to say, I'm going to cover the mortgage and all the other stuff. You can the light bill, baby. You can take me to dinner every now and then. Mm-hmm. That is fine. Yeah. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but that's so hard for a lot of people to take in because that means, no, no, no. I need somebody to, who is, <laughs> I need, I, they need to make five times more and I got to have, the, I got to have, well, you uh-huh. keep, but go keep, keep, looking, go keep your list, baby. Yeah. God, God bless you. Hope it happens. Go on, keep your list. <laughs> but when you talk about just someone to love you and support yes. you, I, I know people who have, who, whose men can't touch what they make. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when you see them together, that love, that support, that that I got you, babe, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing. All right. Dr. P, you have the floor. So I will say that um, my thoughts in this area have changed. And they've changed in terms of I probably would have been one of the, you know, have have the stereotypical opinion about that where you want something that's more traditional because that is what 
um, media sensationalizes as happy and goals. Um, and that's also maybe what you were taught growing up, or this is just what you kind of like thought it would be from a traditional standpoint, for whatever reason, you know, in the black community, at least that's true for me and most of my friends. And, you know, like a lot of us were standing on that, but as you get older, I will say that I have adopted more of the perspective shared with Tyler Perry. Like, you know, you do have to be honest about things in terms of earning potential. Like, I believe the average income for any American is maybe about, what, $40,000. And so I think that women, I know I was guilty personally of stereotyping men because most of the men that I made that met that made less than me, it, it, it was like conflicts that you didn't necessarily want to deal with. Like relationships in general are going to have conflicts, right? But it's additional conflicts because of the financial aspect. But right. fast forward present day, I fully agree with Tyler Perry in the sense of I do not think that a man's salary should determine whether or not you date him. I think that it's other things that are more important. You know, I just celebrated one year of marriage, September 24th. And so my changed mindset is what I definitely attribute to getting me that ring. Because most of the women that I know that stand on this, oh, he's got to make the five times more, he's got to do this, that, and the third, are not married. They're side chicks. And it's not to say that you can't still have your preference, but you also got to look at probability. You know, I do have a doctorate degree. Like my earning potential, it, it is different. I can't help it that healthcare will pay me this amount. And, you know, my husband who is not in healthcare, it, you know, is not going to make the same amount. It just is what it is. So if you, if you ask me, I'm, I'm going to say that I agree with Tyler Perry, but I also stand on people need to do what they're, you know, most comfortable with, because I would hate for a woman to do, to get with a man that makes less than her and for her to belittle him or punish him because he makes less. Well, I, from that aspect, like I, I kind of agree. Like, and that goes for both sides, right? Like if you're not satisfied with somebody financially, like making less than you, then you need, you should stay by yourself until you meet the person that can fulfill that. Right. Especially if you're going to take it out on the other people. Right. I listen, me and you, you know, we, we don't, I'm like, I'm playfully, we don't agree a lot on here, but this is what I say. Like, um, I'm just, listen, maybe I think it's because probably because he was on like African-American center show that they talking about, you know, black women in, in general. But like what you said, most men or most Americans in general make between like 42,000 and like 50,000. Right? Like that's the average salary. And then when you talk about men, it's it's like 55,000. Right. That's black, white or whatever. Right. So the reason why I bring that up is because any of those men that meet somebody like you, your earning potential is high in general, just for men, for regardless, right? So I think, you know, the fact that he's bringing it up as a point, you know, um, I think it's more so, to me, I think it's it more so reflects on the fact that he feels like there's not a lot of high earning Black men out here else that's that's what i kind of took from it more than even what he was saying to be honest with you like and i know that's going off on a tangent but i was a little even insulted that he was implying that this caliber of black man isn't available because i know is it true though is that true is his statement true like that black i think i think it's listen i don't know and i want to be very nice about saying this 
I don't know what Tyler Perry's, he's very rich now, right? And he can touch places I've never been in, right? But I don't know what his upbringing, socialization was. I don't know what city he was in. I don't know what college he went to. I don't know about any of that. You understand? But I know that there are HBCUs across the country filled with Black men that, that are lawyers, doctors, CEOs, and are running this country, right? I'm about to go to Howard University in two weeks. But homecoming. But homecoming. Like, you can't look me in my face and Her. tell me that it's not productive Black men that are in positions of power in mass in this country. Now, if Tyler Perry don't know how to find them, that's his problem. That's not what he said, though. That's not what I took. Did you get that, Kyle? Well, I mean, listen, I, I took that because, because he was he he was saying that, you know, the, I guess women should look somewhere else, you know, well, and, and, and pull me back. I thought he was saying that women should look for someone else because they're sit they're sitting around to find an equal and they kind of never find the person. I think he was saying that one, he was specifically talking about black women, right? That they need to lower like their expectations to for the reason that if that's what they're chasing or if that's one of their um if that's the part of their criteria, then he's saying that you need to lower or kind of temper it. Or it doesn't matter if they make less than you as long as they're bringing other different things to the table, right? If the intimacy and things of that nature. Now, to answer Maybe he was saying that. Maybe he was saying that. (laughs) Ashley, (laughs) you think that by numbers, right? We're just talking about stats and numbers. Then there probably are more women that make more than than men for the reason that there are more women in general. So, of course, the numbers are going to be equate to, yeah, there are more African-American women that are going to be probably doing more or making more. We're not even talking about the women, like the disparity being the guys making 50 grand and the women is making like 150 grand, right? We're just talking about women probably overall are probably making more, generally speaking, because there are more women Anyway, right. And if you want to get into the stats of regards to black men being incarcerated, blah, 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 blah. Right. OK, whatever. But just from a number standpoint, yeah, I would probably say off in without. Yeah, there probably are. But what we're really talking about in this situation is we're talking about distinguishing values from preferences. Right. And that's really what we're saying. If you're talking but you have a, a young lady who's saying, well, I want this guy to match me financial wise right well then you know what that's yeah you're gonna be hard pressed to kind of find someone if you're making 150 grand or 200 grand and you're looking for another black man that's making that same thing no the numbers don't support that like well we've heard that we've seen that on a lot of different conversations but mm-hmm. if you're, and also that's a preference that's not a value right a preference is i want somebody making a certain amount of money i want somebody that's this tall i want somebody that's such and such as opposed to a value where we're saying well i want someone that's family oriented i want someone that cares about maybe religion or that's spiritual i want someone that's funny like all these other different things that you know are valuable or people hold important yep i agree with you but he already set the table we're talking about preference so that's the difference. No, 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 no. Let me like, let me let me clarify. Like, I wouldn't say that that he's talking about that because okay, so let's 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 be so the reason these conversations sometimes go on tangents is because we're not being specific enough. Like we're just talking about black people in general. So I did a quick Google search, and this is from Pew Research Center. So don't quote me on this being a hundred percent accurate. But there's a difference between the median 
income for black families and a median income for white families. So 59,000 was for general Americans. So that's probably like all races included, you know, Hispanic, blacks, whites, uh, and all other races, right? Mm -hmm. Ethnicity. So this says that 46,000 as of 2021 was the average income for black families. So I think we need to start becoming like more specific about things. And, you know, like if we, if we break black individuals down to like socioeconomic status and education, because typically speaking, education does lend itself to a certain amount of income because you don't have to be entry level. If you factor in all those things, I think that this, this is the point that I want to say is that you have to look at, I, I agree with you, Kyle, in terms of like your value, like I value companionship and I didn't want to be the stereotypical single successful black woman. So I realized that I had to separate preferences from values and I had to consider all things because also what's relevant and Jason and Kyle, I want to know if y'all both agree is probability. So the what is the probability or the likelihood that me earning what I earn, like how, what percentage is a psychologist of black? What percentage of like, you know what I'm saying? When you start to look at my credentials and you start to look at the percentage of, of black people that are kind of in that scope of things, you know, now, of course, I could meet somebody that's a business exec that it worked for Def Jam or something like that. But again, it all goes back to probability. And like so it. with that, I do think that women have to use that in their formula because it's like, who wouldn't want somebody that could take care of them? Like, I don't know any woman that wouldn't prefer that. But that's what this is what I'm saying. Like, factors matter. Right. So all of these all, all, all of these factors matter. So, again, we started talking about like the reason why I said he set the table is because we started talk. We started talking about a, fee, a woman that makes more. Right. So we're automatically assuming he's automatically assuming that because this this woman of color makes more, right, that her potential pool of partners, right, is automatically smaller, right, in terms of professional males of color, right? I don't agree with that. Like where, like I, I like where, I, I don't agree with that. Like everybody, people say that, but it's almost like. A myth, like that's they not just say. You agree with though, Jay? Like that's something that okay, because because factor this. Like in, where? Like hold on, let me finish mm -hmm. my thought. I let you and Kyle finish. Go ahead. Where Where is the research just to support that? There's just no. There's not enough. Uh, 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 professional, high earning single black males. Like where's the information of and and it and there's just this plethora of females. Like where is the information to support that? It's a, where, where is it besides saying besides us just saying using the general numbers and saying, yo, college entry levels, we have 60 percent women and we have 40 percent men. So we're assuming and then we look at graduation rates. But where is it? I see. Yo, I, I'm going to be very honest. I see a lot of successful women who are very vocal about not being able to find partners, their personal experiences. But where, but what, other than that, what do we have that says so that? That says that the black men aren't out here because I just like, again, I don't see the vast numbers of black women necessarily in these fields, in these doctoral programs, in these medical school, law school programs that are outpacing us. Let's so do it, it kind of doesn't it kind of doesn't equate in terms of 
what I see in the real world. That that's why I'm saying like, why are we assuming that the high earning males aren't out there? Because factors matter. That's so not, that's not what we're assuming. Caveat. No, no, no. But but that's what Tyler Perry is assuming because he's saying, he's saying because he's saying no. That's that, not uh uh-uh. uh. He no, so he started off with that. Go ahead, Kyle. Yeah, I think the caveat with that is that there are plenty of high earning black men. But the caveat is, what's their marital status? Because a lot of them might. But, be but again, so again, and I and I'm not. But again, you're assuming that they're all married. No, I'm How, saying, like, where do we get to that? How do we no, get so to that? We're, we're, go, okay. we're going with we're going with the the '90s myth that there's no professional men out here, and I I can't agree with that without no. because I have never seen, I've never seen research to support it. I've always seen I've seen movies, I've seen a lot of opinionated. No, I've, I've seen a lot of opinionated professional women who self-describe based off their experience for those particular women they have trouble finding partners with but, that. I, but i've never seen somebody do a, a, a study and say yo we got this many professional women of color and we got this many professional men and this is the difference i've never seen that ever i don't situation where we're not saying or i don't think he was saying that there aren't any how many right if there are fewer and then you have a whole bunch of women or you're having black women that are saying hey my preference is i need somebody to be as equally yoked with me financially then he's saying that you're probably going to be out of luck numbers wise right you're talking about just the probability and compatibility or aspect come into play because if you want somebody with that particular number right to match you financially and there aren't that many we're not saying there aren't any at all (laughs) you got to lower your expectations and find somebody hey because you may have joe over here who's making less than you but he checks all the other boxes in regards to values intimacy companionship blah 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 but you have you might have some women that are saying i'm not going to go with him because he doesn't check that box so let me, I got some stats, guys. I got some stats because since we all come from, you know, the background we come from, I think that's what makes our conversation so interesting and long-winded. So like, we definitely gonna have a part two coming on us. So there's a number of things to factor in. So I just found some research and literature on things. So first I do want to say that I understand it the way Kyle understands it, is that Tyler Perry is not saying all or nothing thinking. He's making a statement to who it's applicable to. So he's, to me, talking to high earning women because he said that women are making a lot. And so I found the statistical analysis. This is from the National Community Reinvestment Coalition. So this is ncrc.org website. So, again, I'm not sure how, you know, accurate it is, but just to throw some stats for discussion. Now, I'm going to give the stats in just a second. But the other point I wanted to make, Jason, is that there are some things we do know that be true about dating. So we know that black women tend to have the greatest preference for dating within their racial group than anyone else. So with that being said, if we're looking at the single black men, right? Like, let's say we got a thousand black men that are high earners. okay? and we start to look at when they get ready to choose their partners, who they're choosing from there, they they have a it'll be a thousand women looking at them. And it's a thousand men that are looking. So even if they are there. Like how some of them are married, let me finish. Let me finish. Some of them are married, but some of them are also not interested in women. And then some is won't is not dating black women. So that's one thing. Listen, what 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 the statement that you just made, right, is the problem. 
because you just made up a hypothetical situation where all of the thousand women are looking at the black men and all no, of the I'm thousand. No, I'm using, I'm using, I'm, I'm making a generalization but based you're, off but the you're saying it as if, so, okay, you're, you're saying it as if we know, you're saying it as if we know it. You were saying it as if we know it to be true. And what I'm telling you is this. That's that's well-researched in social you, psychology. Right. Let me tell you. But this is the problem, right? We exacerbate the research, right? Because I've read that research. And the difference is between the Black men that choose to stay in culture and the women that, that choose it. It's like 4%. Of, it's like 4%. It's like... It's like it's it's like four percent. So so you're telling me when we look at these studies, they'll be like, oh, 17 percent of black men just chose to date out. And it was like 12 percent of black women. And 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 people look at those results and then they want to extrapolate it to millions of people. And that's why I say that's where, where I say I get a little lost with it, because largely I've seen that study. Right. But largely, and they control for things like that. That's how we're able to generalize things. It's just like preferences with providers and black people having the greatest preference for providers. You know, I'm not talking about an opinion corner. I'm talking about a statistical experiment that accounts for all the of studies, these The same studies you're talking about, I have read. So, so again, they have made. They may have made more of an impression on you than me, right? But I'm telling you that when I looked at those studies. The percentages were very marginal because because if we're looking at the same studies, right, then they looked at them in depth. They looked at the amount of black women that chose to date black men only, the amount of black men, women that chose to date white, white men, Hispanic men, Asian men. They ran down it. They ran it down for every single category. And the differences were very marginal. When we talk this, but the way we talk about it, it's like, yo, 40% of black men that have professional degrees, they're looking that way. Oh, and no, I'm not trying to say that because most but, black but, men do date black women. Like, I mean, they said that see, most high see, earning that, black see, men that's the, that's the problem because we can't present the argument the way Tyler Perry has presented it and the way I feel you guys have served it up. And then say most black men date black women because those no okay so 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 I think we're talking about two separate things and Kyle that's my point agree with this so the one thing we're saying Tyler Perry made a statement based on whatever okay black women are earning more than black men so now he's talking to black women and what he's saying is the black women that are high earners sisters this is my takeaway I'm encouraging you all to consider these things and I don't even think it's settling as much as it is considering how this could look and work for you if you value something. It's just like, let's say that we all hungry and they tell you, look, you are not going to get to a cookout until you ride through three more states. Now you could get some McDonald's and you can get some, you know, uh, Golden Corral, but you can't get this until that. You have to make a decision. Are you going to wait till you can get that? Or are you going to consider something else. I mean, and I'm not telling anybody to do anything, but I am saying that the the reason that we could be a little bit more accurate with this is because you can research stuff and you can find numbers and we can make it so it's less opinion-based and it's more fact-based. So one of the statistics I found is this Black women, during this near 50-year period, Black women have, have, have been the leaders among women in labor force participation, with rates ranging from 53% to 66%. Both black and white women saw their height in the labor force in 2000s. 
jump into it, it says that Black women outnumber white women in the labor force and white men outnumber Black men in the labor force. And so when we start to talk about certain things to be true about numbers, like I'm not saying that it's 100% accurate, but sometimes this stuff comes from somewhere. To me, the, the only conversation we're having here is what do you all think in terms of someone encouraging a woman to factor in finances and and reconsider that based on statistics and probability of her meeting someone that makes what she makes. Like if you all were advising me or let's say advising your cousin, because, you know, we don't we don't have to make it so personal. I don't ever mind doing that. But if you all had a sister and your sister made two hundred thousand dollars a year because, you know, she's whatever she is, she's a surgeon. And she basically was telling you all, you know, I'm, you know, the stereotypical stuff you said you hear, Jason, that, you know, you hear people talk about it. Like, I ain't been able to find nobody, you know, this person that, you know, I keep meeting. I met this guy. He a teacher, but he make $40,000 a year. And I really was trying to meet another surgeon, but I really want to marry. Like, would you all tell her stick with your gut and wait for your man that earns, you know, that can provide for you? Or would what would the advice be? I think that's the bigger question. Um, I mean, my response to a situation like that is it's a numbers game. And if you're sticking to some of these preferences that are not like, again, values and things that you're trying to find and that will make like a companion, I'm going to say you need to come down on that particular financial criteria or that that financial preference. Because, again, it does fall into compatibility and just your probability of finding someone else that's going to be your equivalent on that. Like I'm going to that's something that you're choosing to kind of stay on that due to whatever different materialistic or other different, maybe superficial um, preferences, like maybe, you know, style of life or whatever the case is, but you don't need, you can find really decent qualities in the individual that that's not making 200,000. So I feel like you're going to, I would recommend and say, look, you're going to be hard pressed to find what you're looking for at that particular rate, or it's going to take you a lot longer. Or you're going to absolutely have to switch up what rooms or dating areas that you're going to find this particular partner if you're going to stick to that particular preference. I mean, I listen, uh, I respect y'all totally, but we on two different planets here because I think the, the customer has made it clear that they're not, they're, y'all are talking about values in a partner. Like that, it, like if you're talking about values, then somebody's earning potential doesn't come up because it's not a value. Right. You, know, you know what I mean? But it is a factor, right? And a characteristic that makes somebody more attractive. It makes them a more shiny quarter than the other, right? And the, and the people that we're talking about, okay, they've made it clear, right, that they have chosen a lifestyle and they want somebody that can match this lifestyle, right? The, the, all of the qualities that, that we're talking about that we may agree, right, that may sustain a relationship they're they're not talking about that they're saying yo they're looking at their position and equating it you know looking at their salary and they're saying because of that i want somebody that comes in at this same cutoff right the the you know all of their qualities their their personal uh qualities that all that all that takes a back seat so would i advise somebody to do that no, I wouldn't. It depends on what you're trying to formulate. Like if you're trying to form a power couple and a partnership and take over the city and create and leave a legacy to your, to your kids, 
you might be the great at, the greatest at doing that. If you're trying to formulate a foundation of a good relationship or a marriage, that might not be the best way, right? Um, but I think my personal opinion, the people that Tyler Perry was speaking to, they're looking at a lifestyle. Like they're not trying to fall in love. They're looking at a lifestyle. That's why I immediately went to, <laughs> that's why, no, that's why they're looking at a lifestyle. They're saying, yo, I make a hundred. I want a guy that makes 200, right? Or, and, and, and if you do that again, whether it's black men or men in general, millionaires, CEOs, doctors, lawyers, they're out here. What are you doing to find them? Where you at? What you doing? That's where factors come into play, right? Because where do millionaires hang out? So I don't know what these people that Tyler Perry is talking to, who he has on his couch. It depends on like what, what, what circles are they running in? Where are they around? That's why I brought up the whole thing with the HBCUs, because you can go on Howard's campus in two weeks and meet a millionaire. You can go on Hampton's campus and meet a millionaire. Cheney's campus and meet a millionaire. Temple's Thanks. campus and meet a millionaire. That's black, you know? So, or, you know, or that's a man. So now am I saying they're running around here in droves? Not necessarily, but NBA players, surgeons aren't running around here in droves. If those are the people that are quote unquote in demand for a certain group of people, they're not going to be running around in droves. You weren't, you aren't. Like, I don't mean it like that, but you know what I'm saying? Like, Ashley, like you, you are one of, a few people, right? So the same way you said it was difficult dating, the opposite is true too. I'm sure if if you talk to your partner, I think I know his name, but I don't want to say his name wrong. He would say the same thing, right? He had a dating history before. So he's probably saying it was hard finding you. Um, you know what? I'm happy you mentioned that dating history. So I, I so I look at it the same way and, and it should have been hard, right? Because you're not like everybody else. So that person that they're looking for, that whoever makes all that money is that leader in it, they're not going to be a hard person to find. You got to find them. So, Jason, we do have to go by probability, though. Like, I mean, you're I, I agree with your comment. I mean, like from the beginning, like when I think about my my friends that have this preference, they are still single. Like all of my friends with that preference of this earning are all single. And I'm in a sorority and I know girls are in a sorority. I went to a HBCU, millionaires there, all of that. The closer you get to 40, it you know, it's just things change when we well, start. Well, that's, that's totally true. When we start to talk about probability. So, but but what you pointed, and, and I'm going to start using that, is it's lifestyle. Like that's what they're looking to, to for a partner for, not really companionship as much as it's lifestyle, because it's like, how can I sustain this? And I've even talked to them and I'm like, you know, but the fact that you splitting your rent with somebody, like, let's say y'all was splitting because girls like that don't even want to split rent. I'm like, you're still paying half and saving. And in their mentality, no, that's like a roommate. And I need the aesthetics of saying I'm, I'm a kept woman. So I, it's, it's, it's a, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is what I, I want is, it's not, it's a representation and a lifestyle that I want that supersedes anything else. And my whole thing is, I just hope that those same women keep that same energy because I will say that when I look at the women that I know that also had that thought, I know them in their forties, fifties, and sixties. And the thing is, you know, like they want that Ch Chilean sea bass. That's most expensive. They don't, but you know, by the time this woman that want that Chilean sea bass turns 60, don't not even a tilapia want her. So can it, I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? It's not 
personal, but it's semi. Oh, yeah, it's no. right, what yeah. we was talking about. So as a like you said, you used to have that mentality, right? Like I'm, and I'm not saying it in a negative way. Yeah. Like it, it is what it is. That's that's what you yeah. wanted. Did your per, did your perspective change when you became essentially a boss? Like you became when when it became real that you could provide that for yourself, right? It, so. Not, mm-hmm. not saying, you know what I mean. I'm not saying yeah, that no, no. princess waiting for somebody to pull up on a white. But once you cross the stage, you're in a position, you you always to earn because I know you. But you know what I mean. Yeah. You're there. Yeah. The, is, the, the, it, the, does, does it refocus and it be like, yo, it's, it's about something different? I don't know. No, what happened was I was stereotyping men that didn't earn what I earned based on my experiences. So when I was dating guys that didn't earn what I earned, they were like, it, it It didn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Because it was a stereotypical, I'm trying to lift you up and you not trying to be lifted. You know right. what I'm saying? Like you, 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 you have a broke mentality, like, and this is where you're going to stay. You don't have a growth mentality. <laughs> and so it got to the point where, oh, well, anybody that make less than me probably don't have a growth mentality. So I can't be with nobody that earns less. But once you start dealing with them hot boys, and this is just stereotypical. Because men that are high earners that I know, I would say 90% of the men that I know that are high earners, and this is before moving to Philly too, because once I started talking to other cultures, it started changing. 90% of the black men that I know that are high earners are cheaters. And that's not just from a social standpoint. That's from a family standpoint too. That's from a family standpoint too. So it's kind of like, and I will say, the guy that I dated that was making what I was making a little bit more, man, two chains, thugs life. One wife, a mistress, and a girlfriend. Like yo, literally, you always I can't say that. Yo, but why? Yo, but why does it have to be? This is why. Yo, I, I, yo. I personalized it. I personalized it. So let me say this. Let me finish. So I personalized it. So that I started going through that, and then I started to meet guys that were didn't make what I make, but they didn't have a broke mentality. They had a growth mentality. So okay. then I realized that it's not the earning per se. It is the potent. It is it's the mindset. And this is what I also said. You know, a lot of people said that I was the one that was going to choose because of my credentials in terms of my relationship. But I told my husband, like, you know, you got some decisions to make, too, because honestly, I do believe if we were to break up, he would find somebody quicker, quicker than I would, because he just would. Because like y'all said from the beginning of this conversation, it's more women. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, and. You know, he, you know, d- depending on what age the woman is, different things become values. And so with that being said, Jason, I would say experiences just just changed me because I, I'm not going to say I dated late, but I always thought that every guy I dated was going to be my husband. So like I was in long-term relationships and I really didn't get to like just date. But once I started dating and researching and seeing, I realized that, okay, no, you categorizing anybody that makes less than you and thinking they got a broke mentality because if they didn't, they would be doing ABC. But that's not that's not true. Two things can be true. You can have men that are low earners and don't want to make nothing. They want to play video games all day. But you also can have somebody that's like, y'all remember the TV show Rock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The garbage. He's a sanitation. <laughs> he worked. Yo, but that's not, and I know you, I'm not saying, but at this day and age, it's 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 hardly even a good example because we got to redefine what we're talking about. We're talking about quote unquote like white collar or just earning potential because plenty of people sanitation, you know, or whether they fire department, police department, 
you know, education, you work there long enough, you, you, you in the game, you, you know what I'm saying? You're going to, you're going to earn a, a good salary, like, you know, a, a, a high salary. So I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think first and foremost, you know, he, Tyler Perry should have knew it was coming because women in general don't like you telling them, you know, what, what their choices are anyway. So he should have knew it was coming. Um, and I, you know, again, I, like I said, that's why I immediately went to the, you know, I, I immediately went to the, there is enough high earning men out here because in my mind, I took all like part characteristics of a partner off the table. Cause the minute you're setting that as the floor, like, yo, I make a hundred thousand. So anybody who doesn't make that has to get out of line. Like then, then you ain't worried about characteristics in a partner. Like you looking for, you know, um, a lifestyle. So in my opinion, yeah, it's plenty of single, like you said, right. It, you said half of them got wife, mistress and a girlfriend. So, they're out here and they're available. So if you don't have one, then it's all about what are you doing, right? Because respectfully, and I'm not trying to be funny, we know the example, right? You can look at in, any NBA basketball game, right? These are single millionaires who are available, right? It's always, you can always look at the front row and it's a bunch of people who look like they're single and available and trying to get the ten- attention of the players. But they there. They chasing them. I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm, and I'm not, again, I'm not urging at anybody to do that. But again, if you're sitting around complaining where the millionaires are, that, that's where they're at. You got to go find them. It, go, it would be the same way if I was to sit here and be like, yo, I want a beautiful woman. But I'm walking around in the park all day and it's nothing, it's nobody in there but old men. I got to go find the beautiful women. I got to go to France or go to a runway somewhere and go find some models. You know, and then I'll see if I'm really, you know, out of my league or not. But, you know, if that if that's the floor I'm setting beauty, then I just got to look for beautiful women. I can't just not have one and sit around and be like, yo, it ain't no beautiful women no more. You would look at me like I was crazy if I said that. But we let women say it every day. Yo, there's no men out here that make this much money. Are you crazy? I see them every day. They're business owners. They, they out here. They might be doing what you're saying. They might not be settling down, but they're around. So that's my that's the reason why I approach it like that. Like, nah, I don't take that serious. Because if you look at our most extreme standard as men, beauty, let a man sit here and tell you that he don't have no beautiful women because there's not none around. And see how you look at him. You look at him like he got like he got three heads on his shoulder. Because it's beautiful women everywhere. Where did what you going? You gonna find them? If you don't know where they at, then find somebody that knows where they at. You know what I'm saying? All right. Jay, speaking of uh, history and factors, we're going to take this to uh, Club Shay Shay. And an interesting uh, topic came up in regards to uh, criteria and values and, and preference. Oh, man. Here we go. And I think everybody deserves that if they're wanting of that. It seems to me, as I sit here and talk to you, that you are someone that's very passionate about finding love. And I think is that that person knows who you are. They know that you've done. So that person that wants to be with Brittany Renner, they're going to know who, what, what she's done and be okay with that. Do you think <laughs> it's hard for that? Is it hard for an athlete? Because uh, athletes are very prideful and they, 
and I and I and, and don't take this the wrong way, but they kind of like that's mine. And to know that that package has been unwrapped by somebody else on multiple occasions, it doesn't sit well with. I'm just I'm, I'm gonna keep it one. You say keep it one hundred. I'm gonna keep it one hundred with you. But then you have to go back to when there was the Derek Jeter diamond. That's what my track record's like. But Derek Jeter gets a segment on ESPN where they have his dating history in the, let me finish, though. No, I, I, I you know, nothing you was thinking it. You were thinking it. I'll get some water because so, I'm sweating. It. Because my dating pool is, I mean, my expansive. God. Impressive. Expansive. I've had sex with 35 guys. Okay? <laughs> Woo! Oh, Lord. <laughs> Impressive isn't Woo. the word. So if I'm judged for Anybody having... Anybody else need a shot of this? If I'm judged for having great taste... We are in the bar, so <laughs> help yourself. <laughs> we got this for the next hour. Woo. If I'm judged for having great taste, um, although someone like Derek Jeter, for example, who had his... Day All right. Get back to it. All right. So that came up last week, and that was uh, caught a lot of flack. There was a lot of different opposing views in regards to her throwing out the number 35, right, in regards mm -hmm. to her history, her body count. And so, you know, a lot of people felt that, like that was a lot. A lot of people felt that was low, whatever the case may be. It was a lot of different views. So and the, the age-old question that came up is, does that matter in a relationship? Like, does that factor in? the amount or like the the body count the number is that important for relationship <laughs> you okay. could go first Kyle you <laughs> I'm gonna be what you think I think it does matter but not for the the typical reason that a lot of people think it matters <laughs> I think it matters for two reasons first is medical right which I feel like you and your partner if you guys are having that discussion of uh how many or the history, both of y'all go get tested, right? I think that clears out a lot of questions in regards to like the medical issues and risk and things of that nature. The other reason why I feel like it matters is I don't really, I'm not a subscriber to, oh, you got so many bodies that, oh, I can't mess with you because of whatever, you're this, that, and the third. Like I'm not a subscriber of it being high and that scares you all. I'm more of a subscriber, a believer of it being too low right like for me if you're at like two or three and this is not counting like if you were married because if you're married of course like you're gonna have a low number depending on when you were married but if you have someone that's like in their mid-30s late 30s and you tell me that your number is like two or three for me i that's kind of a, i don't want to call it a red flag but i i would be be a little bit more remiss to kind of like yeah yeah nah reason being it's for more like sexual experience right we yeah, partners in sense of we like what they do romantically or in the bedroom because of how they do it and what they're able to do. They didn't get that from just one or two people, right? They got that from experience. So <laughs> it's just like, yo, you're not even gonna know what to do, or I feel like, yo, <laughs> yo, listen, tape that. You're gonna, we're gonna have good, like, good chemistry in the bedroom. Do you see what I'm saying? Because you had, you got to, you got to have experience. Like, write a book, yo. You could sell 
10 million copies with that message, y'all. Sell that, brother. Hey, brother. Is it not true? Right? Listen, I, I think it's I I think it's very true in theory, but I don't think the reality, I think the reality is too much for a lot of people. I'm not I, I agree with you, but I, I think the reality is too much for a lot of people. She said 35, right? She's 31. She said 31? No, she's 35, but she's 31 years old. She has sex with like three men in 24 hours, I think it says. But what do y'all, but okay, now am I the only one to think he reacted like that? He's a professional football player. I I would probably think for some of his contemporaries, that number is probably low. Yeah. For a professional but I think football the openness, player? the openness to share it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, like yeah. openness to share. It. Like, if I if somebody's saying they have STDs, like usually, even though you know it's unspoken. Yeah. So I think that that's the thing, and I think that there is a double standard, and I do think that it's different with men and women. And this has always been my philosophy: is that at the end of the day, the game is the game, and you have to decide what part of the game you want to play. And what I get upset about a lot of these like podcasts with is that people like, so certain podcasters, I would say are NBA players and you got volleyball players that's listening to this NBA podcast and they trying to play that game. I know what kind of men I like. And, and, and generally speaking, I mean, cause that's how we make generalizations and you know, there's standard deviations for everything. I know mm. the kind of men I like, and I know the kind of men I like would be, they would not want someone that has, you know what I'm saying, been with a lot of men. Now, call that what slut shaming or call it whatever you want. I don't care about none of that. I knew that I needed to be the bait to attract the kind of man that I want. And I think that's where some people, you know, end up getting it messed up. Don't get mad at the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is what it is. Find another game to play. If you want to sleep and be free, love and sex, on the million and orgies and all that kind of freak stuff. If that's what you into more power to you, but don't get upset if you're not somebody's type or if right, someone right. prefers to not be with somebody like that. Cause I know there are some females that I would prefer not to be connected to. And if I have a choice to, to choose between two good, decent men, if I was still single and it was one that was connected to a certain type of woman that I know is, I don't want to be connected oh. to that. And then he's off. So it's imp- I've always played the game, so to speak. So there might be some times where I wanted to be like, oh, yeah, huh? but no hit, no, no, because I know that reputation is relevant to the kind of man that I wanted to attract. Like, I don't think necessarily body count matters. I think people should do what they want. I'm a huge advocate for that. But in me knowing how I was raised and what I wanted to do later on in life, like I want to be able to go up there and it's nothing nobody going to be saying up there. The blogs ain't going to be able to say nothing that I was doing in high school later on that I'm trying to be somebody. Yeah. And that's that's an important point, yo, because see, I ain't never think, I never thought about it like that because I always assume men lie about it anyway, right? They always <laughs> add, in, add in bodies. I, men lie about it, so I assume women lie about it, but then it makes sense what you said, like women care about it some because their re- reputation is impacted by it. Our reputation isn't impacted by it. You're, you're, you know what I'm saying? Like, if anything, if your number is too low, then people might, you know, be sending some shots your way. You know what I mean? Okay. When you're younger, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but if it's too high, nobody like to this day, when they talk about Will Chamberlain had what? 20,000 women, right? Some people that would disgust like 20,000 sexual interactions, right? 
But to this day, you know, men throw it around as a number like in awe. You know what I mean? Was it Will Chamberlain? I'm not sure. Well, yeah. right. But you know what I mean? Like people throw that number around like it's in awe. Some people would be utterly disgusted at even the idea, right? <laughs> at 20,000 of those interactions. So I get what you're saying because, you know, with women, you know, they probably do care about it legitimately because, you know, it's it's impacts their reputation. But I guess she done got to the point where she's just not beat. She don't care what nobody say. You what? know what I mean? This also, Jay, I feel like you also have to take in consideration somebody's circumstances. So if you have someone that's kind of like, I'll call it maybe like the underworld, right? If they're in, they're like celebrity status, they're professional, like social media. I don't want to say social media, but like they live a certain lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So actually kind of alluded to it uh, earlier when she mentioned like a ball player, right? If you're a ball player, then you would think or imagine kind of generally speaking, kind of given the access that they have, their body count is going to be a little higher. Same thing. I feel like if you have a celebrity or if you have like male or female, they have access. So their body count or their number is going to be, I think, higher than someone that has a regular life like you and I, right? Depending on what age you got into the business and everything. I feel like when you get into the business, business. <laughs> right? Like your number, you have access. <laughs> so if you have access to people that fit whatever criteria, like what we were talking about before, you're now in the situation, if you were looking for people that have high paying salaries, me being, if you're a celebrity, right? R&B star, model, whatever the case is, now you have access to all those different types of people. You're attractive, I'm attractive, whatever age we are, you got to take, I feel, a lot of circumstances or the situation into, into consideration. Mm. And someone like us, it's a little different, right? We're kind of normalcy, normal life, whatever the case is. They got access all the time. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean you're doing orgies or whatever the case is, but you do have access to people. And I feel like if someone's saying 35 for her and she's 31, one, you don't know what was going on when she started in high school and when she got into the game, what her private or what her previous relationships and all those other different things. So I feel like, again, you do get into the whole we become really selective regarding like our morals and other different standards in regards to what we feel like a number is high without taking into consideration the person's circumstances. Because yeah, because I, w- I would I- even say, Kyle, adding to that location being different. So like you're saying comparing you two to ballers, but I would compare y'all to the South. Like y'all, and when I say y'all, I'm, I'm assuming city, northern, large metropolitan cities. Mm-hmm. With that being said, I can't imagine if, if I went to high school in Philly. Like, because these high schools are like many HBCUs in terms of how many students go to these schools. And so, again, you're seeing all of these people, a good percentage of people that I went to school with. I was, you know what I'm saying? Like, are truly like genuine friendships. So that takes them off the off the market. But like if I. No, I think that uh, that's a good point, like people that even went to college, I feel like may have a higher number, right? Or like you get access as opposed to someone that kind of stayed around. Cause you're in the, you're in the room and you're around, you're around those people. You know what I mean? It's just like how some people are going to say, you know, again, you see a large amount of people, you know, kind of dating, get married, all those things, you know, 
when they're in high school, in college, because they're around, you know, they're around each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so I, I get what you're saying. Like, you know, like that, that's going to change, you know, your, it's going to change your availability. Like if you're in New York City versus if you're in like a, a rural, you know, place or the stage that you're in in your life. You know what I mean? If you're in college, you got a lot of access to a lot of, you know, available people, you know, but once you leave, you know, depending on what city you go to, whether you work for a big company, those type of things, you know, the access is going to change and, you know, probably, you know, your outcomes is going to change as a result of that, you know, so. That's why I mean, now, listen, the way the way uh, the way Shannon reacted, like I chalked it up to kind of being that was more for entertainment purposes. Of course, he's, you know, he's. he's OK, like, OK, OK, OK. Yeah, yeah, OK. Breaking the shot and everything like, come on, bro. Like, you know, he's been in the game. If anybody knows the underworld and kind of how that works, it would be him. You see right. what I mean? Playing since the early 90s. Oh, you, he knows. And, how- and he's and he's single. Exactly. So he knows. I mean, he's in his 50s. So he's like kind of the person we've been talking about the whole the whole night. Right. He's a 50 year old, wealthy, single black man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah. Like and even he said it like he's talked about like how he was coming up when he was playing and even how that affected his personal life, his family life, as far as him not being a good father. Like it's just your mindset. Right. Right. Really depends on what the access you got out to. Now I'll say, I don't know. I was he was probably surprised. I as I think a lot of people were in regards to like her being so transparent right. with that, right? Because both times, you yo, see but the- yo, but bro, are we though? Like, like, and I'm just being honest. Like, this that's the trend now. Like when we look at the music now and everything, like. The trend is uh, like even social from from social media in terms of showing your whole life on camera, right. right? To posting your most inner thoughts on Twitter, good and bad. Right. To the trend we have now in terms of the music, you know, like in terms of people, I'm not even just talking about vulgar, vulgar stuff, right? I'm not even talking about sexual acts. I'm talking about mental health. I'm talking about people's whole life. Like people just feel comfortable sharing so much more of that now you know what i mean i have some examples but i can't provide them because they're that you know what i mean they're, they're not necessarily you know appropriate but it's in the it's in it's all my example and bring my reason for bringing up the music is that it kind of seems like almost like a trend you know what i'm saying like so if i look at how and i'm i'm not just talking about women like how sexual and how sexualized men and women are right in terms of what we talk about podcasts music and what's in terms of what was was it was quote unquote normal or accepted to talk about like even five years ago you know what i mean much less like 10 like are we that surprised like how because because how she's saying she's actually putting a number to it like saying yo i slept with this many men right you know but Again, you know, like there's some podcasts that, you know, go, are going to go into graphic detail about sexual acts, something that we wouldn't really see, have seen 10 years ago. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So are, are we really that surprised that she's that comfortable kind of talking about that? Because, again, what I was saying to him, Ashley, is that. All, yeah, that's all what I was going to say. Get, catch me up. Sorry I, I was about just that, saying everybody. very briefly, like I'm. I'm really not that surprised that Brittany Renner was like embracing the over 30 number in terms of 
her body count because if we look at like social media as as a trend, putting our business out on there, whether it be suicidal thoughts, whether it be breakups, you know, if we mm. look at the music, people are talking about sexual acts blatantly, men and women, you know what I mean, in detail, what they like, what they don't like, they own body parts. One of the most popular songs right now, the girl is talking about well, body, what colors they are, right? So we know sexy red song, right? So <laughs> but, that, but my point is, yo, if that has become the norm in terms of, you know what I mean, putting things out there in terms of your own business or whatever, then why would what Britney Renner say be shocking to anybody? You see, that's I was the- more shocked when I heard sexy red song than by what Britney Renner said. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, that's but, the thing. but then I I, I I think about like where we at, and then I you mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm good. You know, I I get it, but uh, I don't feel like people should be that. Why that number, their body count itself, should matter for the reason that you should have two things. Right, depending on who, if you're getting into a serious relationship uh, with whomever, right? Like you know, if you know he or she from someplace, right? You should have an idea, okay, of kind of not exactly how this person was moving, but. That there was a life <laughs> idea, not like, hey, like, no. <laughs> but idea, like, if you met them in a bar or you met them in the, or you met them someplace, right? Like, yo, you should have an idea, like, hey, the number is, is it's, it's something, right? Like, you don't go in there thinking, oh, she's only been with three people. <laughs> yo. Right. So I think, though, it's like that. To me, people look at the analogy of like, I don't know if y'all said it's like a lock and a key. Like, so a man, like y'all said, it's not as stereotyped with men that are sexually promiscuous or do whatever they want. Because it's like, if you got a key that can unlock all these locks, he's the man. But if a woman is a lock and she's, and you know, anybody can sleep with her or it's not easy to to unlock her, you know, because it, it, it goes to how people view sex. Because, you know, again, one thing that, sh- that remains true about a lot of people that kind of lead with that, sometimes they, they you know, they don't, they don't have as long a fame as other people because they're automatically going to turn certain people off of being kind of just like that vulgar and, and, and such. But yeah, I mean, like I, like I said, I'm pro people do what they want, but just to me, like, be ready to deal with the consequences. Like, I don't know how helpful it is for you to get out here. Want to be, you know what I'm saying? A, 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 a freak and do all the, you, you want to live this lifestyle where I could do whatever I want, whenever I want, however I want with whoever I want is no rules for me. Then if you meet a man that has rules, don't get upset and try to change him for wanting to have rules. Like, and I think that's where I see the most problematic piece that is where people want to live this ultimately free life, but then want to hold people to a certain standard to not do certain things. Like I know I'm not dating. I don't, I would have never dated a man that slept with men. And you know what I'm saying? Like he, I would rather a man that slept with thousands of women than a man, you know, that's just my preference. You know what I'm saying? So I think that it's okay. And I don't need somebody that is that that doesn't care to try to change that for me. Like be honest with yourself and be honest about the game. Like, I mean, beauty, you talked about beauty earlier, Jason, when you talking about beautiful women, beauty is subjective. If you think you so beautiful, sis, and you think you so handsome, sir, 
Okay, but if somebody doesn't agree with you, then move forward. That's the thing. People overestimate their importance or they want you to see them how they see themselves. Like, I'm still a good catch, even though I'm, you know, a serial cheater or I sleep with everybody. Okay, I don't see it that way, but, you know, or maybe I do see it that way and let's be together. But I think that's where it starts to get tricky is people hear stuff and they and they run with it. Like the the conversation that we had before we came up here, we were saying how people hear stuff and they take it. Like if you're listening to those podcasts and they're volleyball players and you a baseball player, it's not applicable for you. You right. can't move how these people are moving because they're not talking to you. Here, here's where it gets tricky, actually. Yeah. It gets tricky when you ask the question. Don't ask the question, right? Go get tested. Y'all get tested together. Make sure everybody's cool and clean after that. Don't ask a question that you're not prepared to get that number, right? Because one, you may not even get the truth anyway. Two, if you get the truth, are you prepared to, for that information? Don't ask a question that you're not prepared to get an answer to. Because now it comes into then that false expectation about sex and all the other different things that, that uh, you alluded to. And what if you now you look at that number like, uh, now you're looking at it differently. Before you wanted her to be your wife. But now all of a sudden, because that number is too high for you, for you know, now you're looking at her differently. Don't ask the question. Just be, I, happy. be happy with thing that you love that she does or, or that he does. And just be like, cool. <laughs> That's it. Let it leave it alone. That's my recommendation. I mean, I, and then I, I, I don't disagree with you, man. I just. I just think we're we're all too we all are hypocrites as well, right? Um, and it's all situational, right? Because it's plenty of men, and we've seen a lot of famous examples, right, that have had that type of attitude in terms of being concerned about body count with certain, you know what I mean, people that they've dated, and then when they date somebody else who's of higher scale than them, they they don't care if they're a porn star. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, so it changes, man. You, 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 you know what I'm saying? Because you got some of these people who body count is so far removed from their mind that they're dating people with body counts that they can't even like count. It's almost like it's a status symbol that the person is, uh, is a, a porn star or whatever the case may be. And, and you might have somebody over here that's like 10 people not dealing with you. You, you understand? So, oh, like somebody that's not dealing with somebody because they only have 10? No, I mean, like for some, for one person, 10 is too much. Right? Oh, okay. And then you okay. have other people that they're, they will, they're men or women, like they'll marry a porn star. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and they'll be telling, and, and, and I mean, not, I mean, telling us, but you know, they'll be, they know, everybody knows that that's their profession. And they, they don't, yeah. they, they look at it like, the person is a celebrity yeah. or whatever. That's why that's why I'm thankful for my family. And that's one reason that it's 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 sometimes it's hard for me in 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 the position I'm in. So we're all clinically trained, right? So we know how to deliver information. And a lot of times the way we deliver information, it's not a concrete answer in a lot of ways, because one, we can't give advice, and we're just trained on how to communicate in a way that is like generalizable and like not offensive and not putting people on the spot and, you know, just clinically and appropriately and professionally. And most of the time you really can't turn that off even when you're having conversations. But my family 
they gave me specific instructions. And I think at some point you do need that in making your decisions. And I think the the further we get away from people having at least one person in their life that's giving them a strict rule to go by because there's still probability. Like the fact, like you said, 10 could be a lot to some people, but for most people age this to that, that come from this er- area, like certain certain things are just going to less be less or more true. true. And so, you know, I think that I'm all of these conversations just remind me of how thankful I am because my family was very black and white about this kind of stuff. Like being out here, like, I mean, you know, and if you think about it from the beginning of time, from biblical days, a woman that has engaged in certain behaviors has had a certain title. And no matter how far we get away from that, you know, that's still relevant. I mean, whether it's if you listen to the hip hop music, if you listen to anything. And so, you know, it's kind of like one of those things, like I would rather live my life as if there is the God and find out there is not one than to live my life as if there is not one and find out there is. And so I think when you get clear directions on how to move sexually, financially, on all of those things, it just makes it a little bit easier. And, you know, hopefully the that direct information you're getting, it is effective and accurate. And so for me, the direct information that my family gave me, because this was, you know, like, What's in between your legs was a prize. It wasn't a free for all. Somebody wink at you. They could have access to it. That's me. And it helped me because I'm attracted to men that were raised similar to that. And that's what they wanted in a woman. So I didn't have a problem, you know, being pursued by the kind of man I wanted to be pursued by. But I, I agree. I think you're right. Because from a male perspective, right, somebody that doesn't have that because I'm assuming that, and I know men had a hand in it, but I'm assuming that those gems was passed down from women you respected. That was like, yo, this is the game on our side. And this is, it don't matter what anybody say, this is the real deal, right? Yes. The same way, <laughs> the same way you can be a lost man out here, right? If you don't have a strong, whatever, father, brother, anybody can do it. But somebody you trust that to tell you, like, listen, everybody going to tell you to be a conqueror. You know, they're going to tell you don't never turn down no money or no, you know what, you know what I mean? But that's not necessarily the case, right? That's not what make you a man, right? How many, how many, you know, notches you got on your belt, right? But if you don't hear that from somebody you respect and then actually in some respects see people moving like that, you know, then you're going to listen to, you know, you're, you're going to listen to your friends or whatever, However, y'all socialize each other, which is in most cases bad, right? So I I I see that from the male perspective too, because that's the that's one of the reasons why you're gonna have people out here that can have like get like five people different preg five different people pregnant, right? And and never settle settle down with any of them, you know, and feel no sense of responsibility or guilt for none of those relationships not working, right? Um, but just have the mentality that. I mean, I had males that told me that when I was a kid, like, yo, man job is to spread his seed. Not like raise a family, like man job is to spread his seed. I've been told <laughs> this. He's right. Now he's right. You know, you know what I'm saying? And and you'd be told this in a room <laughs> full, of, full of other men who are sitting around like, yeah, man job, spread his seed. That's what we're here for. 
right? To populate the earth. Like these are things people will say. So um when you said that it, it resonated because I, you know, I, I you know I definitely agree with that. Well, well, folks, this has been an amazing conversation. And I for one can't wait for part four, part five for uh you go, yeah. I had enough, yo. I had enough. <laughs> now it's one article we did not touch on that I yeah, can't wait yeah, to yeah. come back with. So <laughs> take us home, Kyle. <laughs> so uh all jokes aside, Dr. P, we absolutely I really appreciate you coming by, hanging out with us, chopping it up with us. Um love having a great conversation with you. Uh, Ashley, tell them where they can find you, promote, advertise, let them, let them know who you are in these streets. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you all can Google me if you type in Dr. Ashley Poole LPC. I do have a professional Facebook page. And although I'm not as active up there, you will be able to contact me about any um, additional information. If I said anything that you uh, might be interested in, I am a full-time professor. So that's something that uh, I can also speak about if you're interested in But uh, every Sunday. Well, actually, it's every other Sunday now. But I do a Facebook Live, Conversations with the Kennys. So if you want to hear about relationships, you can jump on Conversations with the Kennys. Uh, we just did this past Sunday. So we'll do the following Sunday. Um, and we talk about love, dating, and all things in between. But as always, fellas, I appreciate you all. Um, and and we got to get this live, y'all. Like, I know people that would purchase tickets. Like, I know people that would, <laughs> you know, like, join in just to to see this. Because you all, I mean, like, I always so, show y'all screenshots. People are always asking about, can they get connected? How can they see that? And I, I definitely can't wait till we're able to, you know, start start doing that. So. Thank you all. Well, appreciate you joining us. It's always, you know, you always elevate the conversation um, on and off the air. You know, it's always animated. So we appreciate it. Everybody's opinionated. So we appreciate that. And um, again, everybody tune in to Conversations with the Kennys. Um, we appreciate y'all hanging with us. That's right. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right, guys. Uh, until next time, we will continue our conversation, of course, off mic. And uh, wishing everybody else out there good mental health. Everybody have a good night. All right. See y'all later, man.